This is the Cultural Fluency Podcast with Angel Preto, the French coach. That's me. And today in episode number 14, I am with Cooper Gillespie. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Thank you, Cooper. Uh, so you are a spiritual business and manifestation mentor who empowers people to create more abundance and freedom so they can live lives they can't wait to wake up to. Amazing yeah. program. Let's talk about it. So first, <laughs> can you can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from, how you arrived at this result. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, first of all. And uh, yeah, so I, like so many people in personal development, had a very dark night of the soul, as it were, where I was pretty hopeless and at the lowest point in my life. And um, what happened was my mom invited me on this cruise. She could clearly see something was not right with me. And she was like, do you want to go on this cruise? And I was like, sure. And then she told me it was an Abraham Hicks cruise and asked if I knew who Abraham Hicks was. And I did it. And she was like, well, Abraham is like this primordial being or beans. And it's channeled through this older lady named Esther Hicks. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not going on that cruise. That sounds like some <laughs> weird hippie stuff. No. And but I but then she was like, listen, you only have to go to one Abraham event. And then after that, if you hate it, you don't have to go to any more. You can just enjoy the cruise. So I was like, OK, I could deal with that. So I went on the cruise. And I'm so glad that I went because it changed my life. I heard a message I had never heard before, which was that you have the power to create your life. And this may sound totally ridiculous to some people. People are like, yeah, duh. But I was 33 years old at that point, And I hadn't, I did not understand that until that moment. I was just before that I was reacting my way through life, just emotionally reacting to people, to circumstances, not realizing that I was creating all of it, right? <laughs> and uh, and so once I realized that, I just became really obsessed with manifestation and personal empowerment and mindset work. And I started, you know, trying to tell everyone I knew, hey, did you know you can consciously create your life? And everyone's like, what, How did that what, go? What happened to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened to you on that cruise? Does that sound uh, like a good idea? You know, yeah, not everyone was super receptive, but some people were. Some, some, of them, especially some of my friends, really were. And I basically began coaching people for free. I didn't know coaching was a job that you could have or any sort of business you could create. I was just really passionate about helping people. Uh, and then what happened was I could help people get to a point where we could realize, oh, they have a limiting belief, or they have they have a bad habit, or they have these things. But I didn't really know how to help them break through those things. And so mm -hmm. then I had to get certified. I got certified and now I've got <laughs> I have many certifications, but I got certified and learned how to actually work, especially with the subconscious mind to remove blocks, you know, limiting beliefs or to remove things that were keeping people stuck and help them rock their most amazing abundant lives. And then I realized, oh, coaching is actually a thing that could be a vocation and so I started my business and and here I am and I'm really passionate about it because I see so many people who are stuck who feel like they, they have all these excuses right like I can't I can't travel because I have kids or I can't leave my job because I you know I have a pension or something and it's like I feel like a lot of times people could flip that and use those excuses as their reasons like the reason why I have to travel is because I have kids and I want them to see the world, right? Yeah. Or the reason why I have to go and do something I really love is because I'm going to be able to make, if I stick with it and use what I've, all that I've learned about myself, I can really make a, a living doing something I love. And when people have those reframes and start rocking the lives that they really dream of, it's exciting to, to see. It's exciting to see people realize that they could create whatever they want in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that's awesome. Uh, I've I know Abraham Hicks from having listened to them for many years, but I've never been uh, there because uh -huh. it's mostly in the U.S. Right? There was one workshop in the Netherlands, and they was sold out before it basically existed. <laughs> so I, I just never got to see them so far. I hope they come again, and you know, pandemic and everything. Uh, how how is it different from like? Because I'm sure you have listened to recordings as well. Can you tell me like what's the difference with seeing them live oh, I've always wondered it must be very different right it's awesome it's very 
Um, well, one of the best parts is being with all the the Abers. That's what they call the themselves. So one of the guys on the cruise was like, we are the Abers in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, <laughs> you know. Uh, but being with all of these people who are dedicated to, to personal development, dedicated to living lives of empowerment and living their dreams, uh, it's is very inspiring to be around. There's a certain, there's an energy to that that is not replicatable. Um, right. And of Makes course, sense. seeing Abraham in person. I mean, you know, when my mom first told me about the whole channeling thing, I was like, that is not that's not real. Like, and then after being there, I I do think it's real, but also I didn't need to I didn't need to know if it was real or not after going through the experience and experiencing the transformation. It's like the channeling thing. Who knows? It doesn't really matter if it's real mm -hmm. or not because it the message that's coming through is so powerful, and um and it's a really cool thing to witness. Like it's so interesting because it's Esther, but then it's very clear that something else is coming through. I don't know how else to describe it. And, um, and Abraham is just so wise and has so much knowledge to share. So it was a very cool experience. And I think one of the coolest parts was just being with so many other people who are all wanting to, you know, live their best lives and be, right. I don't want to say high vibe. Cause I think that sometimes trying to be high vibe all the time can be toxic, but in this case, it was really good to be around. And especially for me at that time in my life, I was very low vibe. You couldn't get mm -hmm. more low vibe than I was back then. And so it was very healing. I mean, it completely healed me. It completely, before that point, you know, I was, a, I was an addict before that. I don't right. talk about it a lot, but I was. And literally I never, ever touched drugs again after that cruise. It's like healed me. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. That's, that's awesome to hear. And so yeah. now you have, I've been on your website. I'm not sure that I've gathered everything because there's so much in there. <laughs> uh, you have a program that's called the Becoming Infinite Program. Do you have more than this one or is it? Your yeah, so I have do? two different tracks in my business. One for people that really want to be coaches okay. and business owners. And one that for just people who don't necessarily want a coaching business or they don't want a business at all, but they just want to live their best lives and so on the, my manifestation track which is for anybody um i have the academy of infinite abundance and that's my manifestation program it's a 10-week program and then i have on my more business side my big program is the becoming infinite method certification and that's really the distillation of my process all of the different tools that i've learned throughout the years um to get change for people because what i found is that a lot of programs will teach you, you know, how to work with the universe, or they'll teach you how to work with your body, or they'll teach you how to reprogram your subconscious, but very few of them actually have a holistic framework. And that's what mine is. Mine definitely has tools for the body, for the mind and the spirit, because different problems require different tools and different people respond better to different approaches. And so I want my coaches to have a really holistic toolbox that they mm -hmm. have, they know that they have any problem or any person that comes to them, they know they have a tool that can help that, that person and they can get rid of that problem. Right. Uh, this is amazing that you bring that up because I have so many questions about those <laughs> tools. I don't even know where to start. I have some I wrote before, some I read very quickly when you were writing. Okay, let's try to <laughs> let's try to address them all. So first up, yeah. uh, in your program, you you actually certify people in seven transformational modalities, if I quote them, it's uh, emotional freedom techniques. So EFT, mm -hmm. that's tapping, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Meditation, uh, mm -hmm. Reiki level one and two, hypnosis, mm -hmm. mindset and success coaching, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, and something called the time technique, which I just discovered thanks to you, which is also a technique yeah. for releasing blocks. And uh -huh. so how did you go through the journey? I'm guessing on your own journey, you probably had more than those seven. Mm -hmm. how oh, did yeah. you select these why you selected these why seven like just how do you did you happen to like this toolbox yeah well so yeah I've 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 have so many tools I've gone through so much of a journey personal development wise since that Abraham Cruz I have you know that was like over a decade of um, you know searching for different tools and different modalities to really help 
heal me and then it became me helping other people. And uh, these were the most powerful tools that I found that seemed to really work no matter the person and that were for different things, right? Like, like uh, for instance, um, EFT is so powerful for moving blockages through the body. And I do really think that a lot of times I almost included breathwork and I didn't, but that would be something to think about including in the future because I do think that so much of our well, our trauma and our blocks live in our bodies. And a lot of times you can try to fix a situation with your mind and that's not where it's going to get fixed. It needs to get fixed with the body. And so I'm really passionate about the EFT, but then of course, NLP and hypnosis, I know of no two more powerful modalities for just going right to the subconscious mind and creating really powerful change for people in a very short period of time. I mean, hypnosis is one of the things that really changed my life. I had been in talk therapy for a long time and I'm not saying I'm not knocking talk therapy. There's definitely a place, a time and a place for it. 100%. But for a situation related to my um, anxiety and I mean, four sessions of hypnotherapy, it was done. It was gone. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, Whoa, there is something to this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm really passionate about that. Of course, Reiki, we need to deal with the energetic body. I had a really powerful experience with Reiki as a as a teenager. You know, I had been having some issues in like definitely with like the my like female organs, right? And um traditional doctors were trying to prescribe every kind of medication to me under the sun and it was not helping. If anything, it was making me worse. And my mom Thanks. I love having a hippie mom. She, I, I didn't know she was so cool back then, but now I'm like, dang, my mom was cool. She took me to a Reiki healer who literally I felt the, whatever that, whatever was going on there, it literally like was like a ball of energy that like rose up and like left my body. And after that I was better. And that's when I realized like sometimes traditional medicine doesn't know. And they're yes. just throwing to you, they're throwing at you all these different things just to see, they're basically using you like a human guinea pig. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember at that young age being like, I don't want to be a human guinea pig. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. want to put all these toxic things in my body when it's not even going to actually help me necessarily. And, um, and so I'm really passionate about Reiki. Uh, yeah. Time techniques is really powerful for removing blocks and also for working in the quantum, if you want to get all woo about it, and putting goals and, and things in your future um, can be really, really powerful to sort of create in the quantum what you want to come to pass. So all the tools have their place, and um, and it's really, really fulfilling to certify people in these tools and watch them help other people with them too. Right. I, I will have to investigate the time technique because it's new to me. And maybe it's like the one thing that will, <laughs> you know, you, people have this situation a lot. Uh, I know that yeah, I, have, I have, again, so many questions. One thing you wrote on your, on your website was new coaches feel lost and confused. And I felt that so much because just yesterday I was sitting down with a woman who leads a group here and she's an, I don't know how new she is, but she hasn't actually formally started her business locally. And she, she was so like, just confused about the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. it is very frequent. Yeah, it is very frequent. It's, it's very overwhelming when you know you want to help people and you don't necessarily know how to start a business or how to go about getting clients or where it, or just trying to do it by yourself. It's just entrepreneurship in general can be a really lonely it journey. Is, yeah. Yeah. And so it's nice to have a community and it's also nice to have a mentor who can help you navigate not only how to build your business, but also just all the mindset stuff that comes up as you're doing it. Because as you are expanding into this next level version of yourself, where you're showing up as an entrepreneur or as a leader, uh, there's a lot of blocks that can come up because, and that's normal, right? Anytime you expand into your next level, you're going to come up against that uh, that like that next level and it's not going to feel comfortable right. to push through that right and so uh, having a mentor and having a community can help you do that and that's why I'm really passionate about not only in my certification do we certify you in the tools but you also get a full year of business coaching with me which is twice a week three weeks a month mm -hmm. so it's a lot um, where 
where you are with your community and also have a mentor and so that you're going through the journey and not feeling alone because I got so many certifications and there was a lot of promises and all the certifications that, oh, you're going to, you know, you'll have a business. And that was just not the case because no one teaches you how to build a business. And that's why I wanted my certification to definitely teach people how to build a business and help them actually get through the mindset stuff so that they could. Because I don't want, I want my students to literally never have to take another certification again if they don't want to. Like they could take mine and be done forever if they wanted to, because they would actually have a business by the end, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's it's very holistic. The the Becoming Infinite program was like, wow, like there's, yeah, you, you put a lot of thoughts in it, right? So yeah. I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Um, and yes. so you have all these tools and I'm going to ask a question that I've been having for a while for myself and hopefully yeah. it will also help the people listening is like I have a lot of tools because I've been learning a lot of these things like of the seven that you name I learned five of them I think um, yeah. and plus so many more right so the situation I have right now is that I'm almost like having in my head a clutter of tools and I resist using them so I wonder mm. what is you what is your practice like day to day? Like, how do you overcome this? How do you know what to reach for when, even for yourself? And then also, of course, for clients, which is like next level of being able to use your tools. How, yeah. how do, you, do you manage so, to have it like together or is it always a bit of not knowing what to reach for? Or I feel like I know what to reach for, but I definitely have a... Uh, a smorgasbord and approach like you know it's like I pick what I need at the time so my morning routine is really important to me it definitely sets me up for it sets my day up for success if I don't do it I get a little cuckoo um Mm -hmm. and so that always consists for me it's pretty much always the same I always do my meditation I always do my gratitudes and then I'll try to do something physical whether it's a stretch or, or something like that um, nothing, no too hardcore of exercise. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I just can't make myself exercise that hard anymore, but I do like to stretch. Uh, so that is always pretty much constant. And then if I notice myself having, you know, a block or a limiting belief about something then I might go, okay, well, maybe this is a time for me to do some hypnosis. I, you can do self-hypnosis. So self-hypnosis mm-hmm. can be really powerful to do, especially before you go to bed at night. So I may do self-hypnosis or maybe time techniques for that. If I see, if I'm going through a thing where I'm like, part of me really feels like this, but part of me really feels like that. There's a process called parts integration. So I might do that. Um, If I feel like I, um, what else do I do for myself? I'm trying to think for me, probably the biggest thing that I do for myself is meditation. Like I find that if I can meditate, um once to twice a day everything else just falls into place (laughs) Mm -hmm, yeah and if I can't and if I if I don't meditate at least once a day uh life gets really challenging and I also seem a little like I get a little crazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that is my definitely go-to but then you know if I'm having another thing I do for blocks is like EFT is really powerful for moving blocks or um you know, there's a lot of law of attraction processes, you know, one that I do all the time that I got from Abraham, I mean, asking it is given their book is my Bible, pretty much. I have it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe some, you can spot it on the recording. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm, uh, but it it is, it has (laughs) to be somewhere. It's back there. Yeah, yeah. But that is, you know, of course, I'm not going to find it right now. But you see it? Oh, yes. Here. It's the there this yeah, is the book if you're it. watching the the video yep. version i have mine right one. here <laughs> i see we have the same tools yeah <laughs> yeah and it, what i love about it is that it's a practical manifestation manual it's not just like oh raise your vibe blah, blah, blah. no they actually give you the way to raise your vibe and one thing that has been instrumental for me because i'm a person who especially i used to really get sucked into negative thinking a lot or thinking i wasn't good enough or just if I would have a bad feeling, I would go into this negative swirl and suddenly my bad feeling took me to the depths of despair where I was in a hole and I couldn't see my way out, right? And so their process of just reaching for a better feeling thought and moving up and right. down the emotional guidance scale, that is something I use very regularly because life is challenging, right? Like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and say, oh, my life's all butterflies and flowers. No, it's like there's some really hard stuff that happens to us mm-hmm. in life. 
and that can really, you know, spin, spin us. And so for me, when I, when I feel that bad feeling come up or when I feel really freaked out, I just take a moment and I stop and I just try to reach for a better feeling time. And it's amazing how quickly now I can do it and get myself back to a place where I can see the big, the big human drama, right? Not my little mm-hmm. human drama, but from that higher perspective, you suddenly go, oh, none, none of this is really that important, <laughs> you know? Oh, that yeah. bill that's stressing me out that I have to pay, if it can be solved with money, it's not that big of a problem, right? Like, and moving, being able to move up and down the emotional guidance scales, what's allowed me to do that. It's really powerful. Right, yeah, I've been using that in, in the past for myself and for some friends also. And it's interesting because very often if you do it successfully with someone, they will say like, oh, wow, you understand me so well. And I was like, no, I'm, yeah. that was not a process. <laughs> it's not that I understand yeah. you more than another person. It's just that I know to tune to the emotion you're having and to bring you up to the next one and the next one and the next one. So yeah, yeah. thank you for mentioning it because I have let that slide and I think I should, uh, I should pick it back up. It's a very powerful process. (laughs) It really is because, you know, every day as humans, we have things that can kind of like make us go, like make us feel bad or make us feel freaked out. And it's just such a simple thing. And when you know that you have control over how you can feel at any moment, it's very empowering and it lets you know, oh, I can deal with that. I can get through this, you know? Right. Yeah. So you said you have to meditate at least once or twice per day to, to feel well. What kind of meditation do you practice? I practice transcendental meditation, which is essentially just mantra meditation. Um, I've tried a lot of different styles. And for me, it, it works. But I, I don't knock any other style. I think, hey, whatever style of meditation works for you, great. Uh, I, I just think everybody should be meditating. So however, whatever you do, great. But for me, transcendental meditation was when I learned that it was the first time that I could really practice regularly. And mm-hmm. I'm able, um, and I'm, I've been able to, I feel like, I don't want to say, uh, it sounds so like, <laughs> so hippy dippy, but I've been able to grow, I feel like as a person through my transcendental right. meditation practice. So it works for me. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good to know. I have, I don't think I've tried that precisely. Uh, the thing that works the best for me is the Silva method. I'm not sure if you've come across this one. No, what is that? Uh, it's, uh, oh, you have to check it out. Uh, I also have an episode of the podcast with uh, the uh, director of Silva France because it's, you know, original, originating from the US, but it's available probably everywhere by now. Um, it's a method yeah. uh, that um, is, I'm not even sure how to describe it because it does so many things. But it uh, develops your psychic uh, capacities. The, the creator of the method has arrived at the conclusion that psychic capacities is something that everybody can have or has, but it's just that on most people, they are dormant and you can develop them. So, yeah, and I he believe does that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's the, the, awesome. And it has been developed in a very scientific manner with like, you know, like step by step. And like, there are lots of like scientific studies around it uh, on like just, you know, testing it on different kind of people in different situations. And apparently it always works, you know, and it's just like, it's weird because things don't really, I mean, it's not that it works every time that you do it. If you set a goal and you try for something to happen, it's not going to work every time. But man, it's going to work often enough that you want to always use it. Because it's so cool. I, I think that I think there's this misconception about psychic abilities. People look at them as like this, like, woo, way out there thing. But it makes sense to me in that, you know, all of those psychic abilities are really just the non-physical mirrors of our physical senses in a way. So if you are, um, you know, clairsentient, that's just the non-physical version of feeling being able to feel things or you know if you're clairvoyant that's just the non-physical of being able to see things so it makes sense to me that everyone could develop those non-physical versions of our senses um in order to be psychic um but i know a lot of people think it's way out there but to me it makes sense (laughs) it definitely makes sense to me but um yeah there will be people who think it's out there although if they are listening this far into the podcast they're probably on board with the concept (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny because someone like my dad is very logical you know Mm -hmm. he was in the military for 22 years he was a an airline pilot you know just very like logical 
but even he has to admit that there have been things in his life that he can't necessarily explain um whatever it may be whether you know you feel someone who you love past you just can feel mm -hmm. that they might be there right? right or something um you know i know he doesn't like to admit it but i feel like even the the people who are very not open necessarily to woo mm -hmm. have had woo experiences in their lives that they just can't explain you know <laughs> yeah and i mean i think i was one of those people back in the days until i had to you know like because i went on my personal development journey because I had to because I was creating a business and if I wasn't you know like I explained to you on your podcast I was going to no, not me but my business was not going to survive if I hadn't you know gone on the personal growth and like search for more basically or like I like yeah. to use the word truth but it's just a bit grandiloquent when you just say it out loud and sure like unless you're someone who has decided that you will not look for anything beyond what you have in your day-to-day -day reality you will have to get to the point where you're like okay yeah like not everything is like you have to admit at some point that the, the woo exists yeah. if you're honest in your search everybody will arrive at this conclusion so yeah. then of course it's just like one next step for like actively harnessing it and using it yeah right totally there's that quote i think it's by Roald Dahl that it's like a those who who never look for magic will never find it something to that effect uh and and it's like there is i don't know if you want to call it magic but there is a certain magic to being energetic beings um and you can tell in we are energetic beings just by if someone walks in the room and they're in a really bad mood you can feel that right you don't they don't even have to say a word you so we are we definitely feel energy we definitely work with energy and so why not learn how to harness that to really maximize your human experience as opposed to being like well i don't believe it you know <laughs> <laughs> well think of the number of people who have like set out to purposely expose the fraud and like start with like an extremely cartesian mind and with like the goal of like completely destroying the the like you know pick some woo thing i can think of one which was like uh a woman who was not eating in germany and another one i think that happened to the silver method more than once uh, where just someone like extremely rational was like, okay, these people can only be lying. I'm going to find out, I'm going to expose them. And then they have dug everything they could and just ended up being converted because <laughs> they were honestly trying to find the truth. <laughs> and it's just, yes, it's I so mean, true. And, and I, I'm essentially I'm one of these. I mean, I didn't set out to expose anyone. I was just like someone who was very skeptical of everything, but everything, you know, like I'm skeptical of modern medicine because you should be yeah. right. You should yeah. be skeptical of everything. So eventually you have something that resists uh, your skepticism, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> me going, me going on the Abraham cruise. I was like, absolutely not. No, yeah. that sounds weird. Uh-uh. And then I got there and I, they got me. Like almost immediately. I was like, okay. Because <laughs> it was like undeniable. And you know, at that point I was like, I don't even need it to necessarily be true that they're channeling, but the healing is undeniable. So I'm going with it, you know? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. at which point on this journey should people be before they work with you? Is there like a particular point where people are? when they start working with you, like either on the Academy of Abundance or the Becoming Infinite program? Everybody who comes to me is stuck in some way. I think that's right. the thing that unifies everyone, whether they're, they want to be a business owner or they're just in their life. They're stuck in some way. They, they want something more. They know they were put here for something more and they don't know how to take that next step to create the life that they really want to live, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of them are just trapped in habits, you know, this is the life that they have or that they were told that they should have and they have it. And now they're like, okay, now what? This isn't, right. this doesn't feel fulfilling. I know that, and I know that being alive should feel more awesome than this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so most people who come to me, I guess, are beginners in that way. A lot right. of them have not necessarily, uh, well, certainly on the manifestation side, most of them have not ever experienced a lot of the tools that we use the nlp tools the self-hypnosis the breath work the meditation they 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 oftentimes are new eft like a lot of them have never tapped before 
and then on the on the coaching side, a lot of those people have used all the tools, right? Or they have been experienced right. with a lot of tools, but they don't know necessarily how to um, build a business. And mm -hmm. so they come to me for that. Uh, so yeah, so wh wherever anyone starts, they're usually beginners in some way, I guess, or stuck in some way, and they want to bust out and rock their most awesome lives. So, right. Yeah. You, you don't really have people who already have businesses? No. Well, not, I'm trying to think. In my certification, there are some students that already have businesses, but they don't know how to grow them. Right. They don't know how to um, how to take it to the next level. They're not getting the amount mm -hmm. of income or the, the amount of clients that they want. And so some of them do already have businesses, right. but they're still they still feel stuck in some way. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think it's really, really frequent to feel stuck almost like at every level, right? At every point, like you reach a certain point that you manage to manifest and then you're stuck at how you get to the next one. Because uh -huh. I know I'm at this point right now, and it's yeah. something I, there's something I read on your website. And I'm like, ah, I have to ask this question in case you can, you know, help me like get this little uh, thing, get this yeah. little block basically because from a big block maybe. I, on your website, you say uh, they know that or you know that creating a scalable business is your ticket to helping more people and making more income. So it's uh -huh. probably more or less the point where I'm at. I have created a scalable business. I now know that there is a difference between scalable and scaled. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you yeah. see what I mean, right? Uh-huh. So like I have yeah. the whole system, like it's completely scalable. It could be much bigger than it is. And I've arrived at the conclusion that it's it's an energetic uh, challenge, block issue, call it what you want. Because mm. yeah, I have no other explanation, basically. So if you were in my shoes would you know how to like start working with this block in particular like what would you do if you were me so really quick in um in english we have an idiom new level new devil have you heard that one oh before? yes <laughs> i've even heard new level old devil because it's a new version of the previous one yeah always. yeah so so no matter what level you get to there's always going to be a new devil that you've got yes. to conquer right um and so in your business is it just that you um like you've got a great model, you've got great systems, and is it just reaching more people, or is it like you need more uh, of an infrastructure or more support? No, I have the infrastructure. I need to reach and convert more people, basically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So for what you know, for better or for worse, this is my personal philosophy: is it's it comes down to advertising, it comes down to taking taking a percentage of your well, there's two ways to do it, actually. Mm -hmm. You could take a percentage of your income and, I mean, Facebook ads are amazing. Uh, okay. I know a lot of people are intimidated by them, but if you can run Facebook ads successfully to generate leads in your business, it's really low cost and you can you can scale really quickly that way. Right. Uh, I have to so give it another try because I, I had an adventure with them last year. Uh, I actually hired someone to do them for me. And within the first, I mean, I think one week or even two weeks or all the ad, of the ads running, like they were working. Uh, it was just the beginning of testing them, but it was encouraging. And then Facebook deleted my account, or not deleted because I managed to get it back months later. Um, but Facebook just uh, canceled my Facebook and my Instagram account. So like, wow. And, so and the message was like, oh, you have posted something against our community guideline, you're off. And I did not even post anything on, like it was a, on my personal profile. I had not posted mm -hmm. anything in the last 15 days. It, it, was, it, it There's a bot, it's like it's a so bot long, that like, does all that. And so you have to go through and like, you know, ask them to review the decision and then yes, a person a, that, will go in and review it. That's what I did. You, right? And actually to, to get it back, I had to, to reach out to a person that I knew who worked at Facebook because they also make it really difficult to contact them if you don't have your account. I know. So it's I was ridiculous. lucky that I knew an employee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if, and that might have been in part, if you try, if you're doing um, a certain different kinds of ads, if you do them too quickly off the bat, sometimes it'll raise red flags for Facebook. So it's always great to really start okay. small with like lead ads right off the bat and, you know, start small and then, 
uh, increase over time. So when you um, say start small, actually, it's like with a smaller budget. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and then increase as you go. So I'm going to yeah. actually send you the name of an invaluable resource, one of the most inspiring women coaches who's doing incredible stuff in our space, who has a membership. It's $49 a month called Funnel and Ads Pro. Her name is Evelyn Vice. And you, okay. you, she'll in there, she has lots of tutorials about how to run ads. But then also you can hop on, there's like live calls every week and have her team review your ad. She'll go into your account manager and tell you like, oh, you need to tweak this, this, and this. Right. And I really love her because in our space, she's been such a, um, a mentor to me because in our space, there's so many people out there who want to charge high ticket and immediately charge high ticket. And what happened to Evelyn is she had this experience where she paid like 12 grand for some coaching thing that was like total BS. You know, I'm mm. sure we've all invested in something that we're like, wow, that was not worth that much money. Right. And so right. she got really upset by that and thought, you know, it shouldn't be on the onus of the people who are, um, you know, of the clients who are out there who are kind of in a vulnerable position because they're just looking for someone to give them the answer. And so they will pay all this money. And then if it's not worth it, they're screwed. She said the onus yes. should be on the the coach to provide the value, right? Absolutely. And then if the people are having a great experience, then they will continue to buy things from that coach. But it shouldn't be that you have to invest 12 grand right off the bat and then find out that it sucks. And so her yeah. she has a low ticket model and she mm -hmm. makes millions of dollars a year with her she has a seven dollar membership a 49 dollar membership and then she has like a 700 dollar um membership coaching program which is also really great uh, i pretty much will buy anything that she sells because the amount of value she puts in her programs is like a quadrillion times what you pay for it i mean because she's so that one experience that she had just rubbed her so the wrong way she wanted to do things different in our industry and so I will send you her link, but I highly yes, recommend. That sounds incredible. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend finding people like that because there are, there are, um, she's certainly one and there are more of us happening where it's like, we want to provide high value. And really I got, I get this from her and she's, she's created this little wave of people who want to provide high, high value for a reasonable mm -hmm. price for people because yes. the high ticket, the high ticket coaching industry is, kind of perpetuates this like weird cycle of abuse in that you, mm -hmm. you hire a high ticket coach and then you have to start charging high ticket in order to pay yeah. for that high ticket coach. And then your client has to start tight. And it's like this weird- It's sort of a Ponzi scheme. scheme. Yeah. Yes, and it's just BS. And so anyway, yeah, Evelyn is what's up. And, what, and I also think it's really great to know how to run your own ads because then if you do hire someone, you'll know if they're doing a good job or not. I mean, I hired a Facebook ads manager probably before I should have. Uh, for a launch that I did. And, you know, now that I know what I know, I'm like, she was doing a really crappy job. Yeah. And, and I didn't know that at the time. And I wish mm -hmm. I would have, because it was like, I spent way too much money to have her do the job that she did, you know? So right. I think it's good to know how to run your own ads. You're going to feel like, like a boss when you know how to run well, your own ads. Guess what? It's something I wanted to learn to do in 2023. So there you go. <laughs> Solution you go. manifested. Oh, Thank you. I'm glad I asked this question. <laughs> I wasn't sure it would help that many people besides me, but you know. <laughs> I, I think it will. I mean, well, certainly yeah. any business owner, anyone who owns a business can benefit greatly from, from understanding Facebook ads. Yes. So, um, so back to your original question, that is one way. And then the other way to go, if you're not going to do ads, is just to get on as many podcasts, write That's as many guest posts, right now, yeah. get as much press as you can get. Like that that's the other way to go is just to organically I, I don't believe that social media really helps that much i think it's good to have a presence you need to have a presence yeah but the days of it, just like yeah, yeah it's over right it's it over. did help yeah. i mean i had i had my business for seven years i see the difference now uh, in reach yeah. versus yeah. six years ago I mean, my content can only be better now than six years ago, right? Your content's hilarious. Yet... I love your content. <laughs> it's so good. It's Thank seriously you. one of my favorite Instagram accounts that I have found in recent days. Great. Um, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> and yeah, and yet I just don't have all that much reach. You know, it's like it's the people who have a lot of reach are professional content creators. Like it's their job. I'm not a content yeah. creator. I'm a French coach. <laughs> you know, yeah, totally. Who who has time to be sitting there spending like your whole day coming up with the perfect reel? You know, no. <laughs> we got uh, a business I mean, to run. I was pretty much doing that and then I burnt out. <laughs> yeah. For no yeah. reason, you know, so. Yeah.
So I think that the um, I think that the going out and guest posting and getting press and then being on as every podcast that you can be on, that's the other way to, it's a more successful way because honestly it's more powerful in some ways than mm-hmm. Instagram because it's almost like you're being recommended by yes. either the podcast host or the publication or whatever. And so people tend to trust it, trust you more in a way because you have that authority behind you or yeah. they trust the person, you know? So I absolutely believe that. I think it's a, it's a good introduction also because there is such a long format, like, you know, a podcast is at least 30 minutes, if not an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. People get to know you a bit better, so much better than if they just see one reel, you know? Yeah. And then I've had people who told, who told me like they found me wherever and then they landed on my YouTube channel because it was obviously like pointed to them and then they can watch all of the content and like, oh yeah, this guy really knows his stuff. Like, let me, you know, get on a call with him and then they become my client. So yeah, I totally with yeah. you on this one. That's my next goal for this year. I want to start my, my YouTube channel <laughs> because I do think YouTube... Any of those longer form content is just, um, it's just more valuable for people. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to spend longer and if they like what they see, they're going to keep watching and it's just a way for you to develop a a good relationship with people. It it definitely works. Like absolutely recommend it. It's just, if you want to use it for reach, it's a bad idea, especially if you're starting now. So you need to know it's not, it's not the solution for reach, but Mm -hmm. it is a good way, really, really good way to build a relationship with someone before they get to know you personally yeah totally yeah or even people that you meet in real life sometimes you just like let them know like you have a youtube channel or like i have it on my you know business card and if they are like even remotely interested in what i do they're just gonna go check it out and then the next time i see them it's like they know me a lot more than than i know them basically Because they watch their YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That was one of the weird things about the pandemic is my dad got really into YouTube. Like I, he he's, he now watches YouTube channel. Like he watches YouTube all the time. And I just thought that was very interesting because he was never a YouTuber before, but he watches all these like home shows and everything on, on YouTube. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, it's a, yeah he's also not from the generation that's like so-called native of that. I, I'm, I'm also not. So I'm sure your dad is like way not yeah. that generation. But yeah, if it works yeah. for him. Well, so. speaking of that, so because I'm also from the analog generation where it was like, oh, if you wanted to have fun with your friends, you went outside and played, you know? Yes, <laughs> I did like that too. Yeah. And so I wonder what your thoughts are on what is one better than the other? you know, a digital versus an analog generation? I mean, I don't think it's a matter of being better or worse. I think every generation has always been different than the previous one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Robert Greene who has in the law of human nature these theories that there is always a cycle of four generations. I don't remember the whole cycle, but like every generation has a function. And they basically, by opposing the previous generation, they just like create some sort of like new momentum. And then after, like, after the fourth, you have recreated the problem that the first one had. <laughs> and so each generation solves, I mean, it's a relatively gloomy way to look at it, but he makes a good case of that over history, like over a longer period of history than what we could you know, uh, experience in our, you know, maybe 100 year human life, which we haven't lived 100 year either. So it's... I don't think it's better or worse. I think it's it's always fashionable to bash the kids, right? All oh, like this, suck, like they're just like kids these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, oldest uh, attested uh, attested occurrence of the kids these days, I believe, is from Plato. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might be wrong on which one it is, but it's definitely a Greek philosopher. Okay. The more things we just you're not saying something no edgy what. if you say kids these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I, I never want to <laughs> be one old. of those people that's like, music today sucks. Like, I, you know, I'm a musician. I've been a lifelong musician. And um, so I have a lot of musician friends. And I noticed like there was this point at which some of my musician friends would be like, the music today sucks. I don't even listen to anything new. I just listen to my 70s punk rock. And, and I was like, I never want to be like that because that's a 100% sign that you are getting old. Because you know what? There's a lot of awesome music today the same way there was when we were growing up too you know like so i get that i think it's really good to be able to do both like i have most of my life online now you know i work from home i I 
could never go out except to buy groceries. And if I get delivery, I might just never go out. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Modern life is amazing. You never, ever need to get out of your place again. I, I wonder how fast you get sick if you do that, you know? But... Oh, well, that was the crazy thing about COVID and the pandemic was, I, I don't know if it was good or bad, but I literally didn't leave my house pretty much for like two years. And then going out and being around people again was really strange. Yes. And I kind of had like a little social anxiety and I was like, I just turned into a weirdo. <laughs> but I also really like not having to leave my house. So what do you do? <laughs> I mean, I'm a big introvert, so I definitely appreciate not having to leave my, my house, but I also try to make myself do it and, you know, meet people because yeah. it's important. I think nowadays you can't really have a life that's all online or all so-called in real life right all online or all offline you have to do both yeah you will miss out on a lot of things if you don't do both yeah and it is so cool I mean the fact that now kids can literally like anything they want to do in life they could just type in google and figure out how to do it or if they need to write a report the book's probably online they don't have to go into the library and use the card catalog and try to find the book imagine you know how much I mean? faster it would have been to study if we had had access to that, it's amazing. It's amazing. And the way that I coach people nowadays, because I work on the online, like mm -hmm. I think now it's more accepted uh, that, that I work online after the pandemic, but before people were like, what, like, how do you do this? But it legit, if you do it the right way, it works better than doing it in real life. You have the internet at your fingertips. If you have a question, you can ask Google. And you know, because mm -hmm. I'm a coach, I know how to ask a question, even if it's something that I don't know myself. Because mm -hmm. in a session, because it's completely centered on the client, you can easily or I can easily end up with them asking a question that I don't really know the answer of. Or when mm -hmm. I answer that question, even if I know the answer, I don't know a specific part of like how is this spelled or like what is the exact expression that they use in France or is it the same in France or in Canada? And mm -hmm. I will just open a Google tab and look it up. And in 30 seconds, stops, I will find the answer. You can't do yeah. that if you're in front of a classroom. Yeah. Same with sharing the notes. Like if you have a board that you write on, first of all, it's extremely annoying to physically be writing on a board like big enough for people to read and then they write it too. No, you have a Google Doc. I have it open. They have it open. I type it. They take it home. Well, they yeah. are actually already home, but you yeah. get what I mean, right? It's their document. Yeah. And it's, it's just a lot more, the tools are so much more efficient than what we had when we were younger. That does not yeah. deny that. There's no denying that. Yeah. And, and I think, recording. I mean, the classes that you took in university, they were not recorded, right? I know. And I really appreciate that being able to go back and reference things, you know, mm -hmm. and, and oh, after the fact, that would have helped me so much in, in college, 100%. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of benefit to it. And then I also am really grateful that social media did not exist when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I think that would have really it affected also me brings negatively. Problems. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. So, yeah, cool. It affects me negatively and I'm 37 years old. So <laughs> can't imagine the kids, you know? I know. Well, I have to regularly like take breaks because it's, it's just, um, yeah, it, it can really, it can really be a time suck and also make you feel like, what am I doing? Why am I even bothering? You know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm finding that the worst thing is the comparison because you will only see the people who have the highest number of followers yes, who are basically just really, really good at entertaining people. Yeah, And me, it's not my job. And if I compare my, you know, modest 3,000 followers to whoever has 1 million, I'm going to feel like I suck. But mm -hmm. it takes a reality check to be like, okay, my YouTube channel is in the top 6% of YouTube channels. Okay. So the vast, awesome. vast majority, 94% of existing YouTube channel have less followers than me. Wow. If I'm sitting here and feeling like I suck so bad because I only have 3,000 relative to someone who has 1 million or 100K, yeah. something's wrong, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and it becomes this, like, it becomes a, uh, it's a rigged game because, yes. like you said, the algorithm feeds us the people with the highest number of followers and so their content gets pushed out of course it's going to get more engagement because more people have seen it blah blah blah, blah. and so we're comparing our it's not apples to apples you know you're, you're 
it's not a fair game. And if you try to compare yourself to those people, you're just going to feel really bad. And there's nothing you can do about it, you know? And also it so. doesn't mean that they have a successful business. Most of yes. the time they are either dependent on, well, completely dependent on the platform, dependent on brand deals. And I would much rather be helping my clients and make a living like that than, you know, burning out and getting depression because I'm in this terrible business model that influencers have. Oh, so, totally. Yeah. I remember when Reels first came out, I was pretty good at it. Like I always liked doing Reels. And I remember um, some people in this group that I were in were like, you should start a course on Reels. And I was like, absolutely not. And now I probably would have yeah. made good money doing that because at the time no one was really doing it. Now everyone's doing it. But I just remember being like, this is going to be a losing game. And yeah. I'm going to end, it's going to end up being this like hamster wheel that I'm on. And I do absolutely. not want that. Like I saw that back then. I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's, if it's, if there's some advice I can give to people who are trying to start a business online or any social media thing, as soon as you spot the hamster wheel, get off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to see it. Out. Okay. When you see yeah. it, it means you're way too far. Yeah. Up now. Yeah. <laughs> so I only totally. post on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, if I feel like it. There are gaps of like months in my content. I haven't posted anything for over a month. I don't care. I know the algorithm is not going to show me to so many people anyway. So, you know, I yeah. don't work for the algorithm. I work for myself and my clients. Yeah, and then, your, and then your content is really inspired and it's good as opposed yeah. to just like posting because you got to post or, and that doesn't even help you. Well, anymore. it burns me out once. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I'm still yeah, smart. You learned. Yeah. <laughs> At least learn from your mistakes. It's important because you, you can't afford. I just, I mean, look at how many years of life I have left realistically. Yeah. I can't afford to make every single mistake five times anymore. It's not enough. Life totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. It's like, let's, let's learn our lesson the first time. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. lessons are getting really costly now. Like <laughs> the orders you get, like now a, a bad mistake is five figures if it's a financial mistake, minimum. I'm like, minimum. okay, uh, that sets me back a lot, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally, so, totally. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a, a bad mistake, like with burning out is like two years of your life to recover from burnout. It's like, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I learn. Good. <laughs> That's something I'm good at, it's learning. <laughs> That's a good quality to have. Yeah. So speaking of learning, if people want to learn with you or from you, where, where can they find you? How do you recommend they get started? Yeah, go to coopergillespie.com. And mm -hmm. that's Cooper, like Mini Cooper the car. And then Gillespie is G-I-L-L-E-S-P-I-E. -L -L -E or Instagram at Cooper Gillespie. I always, love, I always love hanging out on Instagram. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. So you can go there and visit Cooper. As you see, she really knows her shit. Can I say that? <laughs> you really know her stuff. <laughs> like, honestly, I wasn't expecting you to give me such a pointed, precise answer about the scaling thing and the Facebook ads. And I look forward to uh, checking out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to send you that email as soon as we hop Absolutely, off. Absolutely. Please send it. Uh, I, I'm very excited to check that out. And uh, yeah, I think we are almost over time. So I'll have to let you go. But thank you so much for joining me today. Do you have anything that you'd like to say? Closing thoughts? Uh, just thanks like for having me. With. It's a wonderful, wonderful talking to you. And, uh, and yeah, come, come find me on the gram or at my website. I, I will. I absolutely will. I'm pretty sure I already follow you and I recommend everyone follow you. So thank you for being on Cultural Fluency today. And thank you who have listened to this episode until the end. Please leave a review or a comment as this will help others find the podcast. Well, maybe, maybe not. We don't know with the algorithms, but <laughs> at least it's nice for me and for the guests. So please do. I, I will answer you. And uh, yeah, and that will help us get more amazing guests like Cooper because other people look at it, believe it or not. So I'll see you next time. Thank you, Cooper. Thank you. Everyone Thank you. For Bye. Bye.